I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. history is contained in the box of delights hello i'm julia rayside each episode my guest chooses a favorite tv memory to talk about joining me today is the journalist sophie harris Sophie, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Please shake the snow off your outer garments. Oh, and uh, there we go. Brush down my reindeer. Stamp your snowy boots on my mat. <laughs> Tell me, as if I didn't know, what did you bring to talk about today? to talk with you about the actual box of delight. Shut up. I'm so, I feel so privileged. <laughs> I feel a bit like I've kind of blagged my way into this because of Nuh-uh. being a Christmas Eve baby. Does well, that give me Oh the, my the God, it completely path? does. Yeah, you see, and every year, round about the time of my birthday when I was little, yeah. you, you know, you'd go to whatever, a church carol service and the vicar would go, and Christmas Eve is obviously a very special day for us all to be here. And I would think, I know it's my <laughs> Yeah, it's really special. Actually, mm-hmm. okay. So the box of delights. You saw this presumably when it was first on TV in 1984. I did. We're of a vintage, are we not? We are <laughs> floating around about the same sources. I mean, obviously, it was three years before I was born. No, I we did. won't see 40 um, again, but we look much younger. We do. We mm. do. Um, so it was 1984. Mm-hmm. So we are now celebrating its 35 year Whoa. anniversary. I get dizzy when numbers above 30 are bandied around about things I have experienced and remember really well. I know. I get and quite there's vertiginous. this sort of feeling of like, oh, yes, I suppose so. I would have been about seven, yeah. I guess. And it's one of 
the my uh, earliest memories of watching something on telly and my mind actually being blown. Oh, really? And yeah, weirdly, that's a good age to see it. Um, it was about the same time as I remember being at my childminders and Walkmans had just come in. Ooh. And she'd bought this Walkman and people didn't usually listen to music on headphones and she was playing to my parents and me a Jean-Michel Jarre <gasps> song on the Walkman and everyone was going, wow, wow, my God. And I remember blowing. putting the headphones on and thinking, I know I'm supposed to say, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. But my mind wasn't that blown. Oh, it really? Was cool, but it but didn't But you were listening to the mind. future, Sophie. <laughs> I know. However, <laughs> the skating mouse in Box of Delights. OK, so why did your brain go straight to the skating mouse? Explain the context of the skating mouse if you're not familiar. We are watching the adventures of a little boy called Kay Harker mm -hmm. in around about the 30s. Yes, I'd guess so. It's about when, the 30s. It's a John Macefield novel, isn't it? And I don't. I should have checked. I don't know when it was published. Pretty sure it but was it, published it around feels the 30s. Pre between the wars, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. When everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> England's fine. Everything's lovely. No probs here. <laughs> so Kate is going home for the holidays because obviously he's been in, in boarding school and he's in his tweedy shorts. Mm -hmm. Takes a train back to stay at his auntie's house. Aunt Louisa. Mm -hmm. Encounters some very strange people on the train. Yes, he does. And a strange old man at the train station. Mm. Um, and thus begins his wintry, spooky holiday it adventures. It is spooky, yeah. So spooky. You must get home to seek it. Time and tide and buttered eggs wait for no man. But one thing you can do for me. The wolves are running. Perhaps you would do something to stop their bite. Wolves? If you will. There is something no other soul can do for me but you alone. Look for the old lady, Master Gay. The old lady with the ring. And he is given this special little box that does cool things, transformative things. You yeah. Can go, you can fly with the box, you can be made very tiny. Go with swift the box. or go small. And this TV show yeah. cost a million quid to make at the now, time. Now, that is nuts. It is My nuts. little brain, I remember saying, oh, this must be the Blue Peter special. Did they say it during the Blue Peter special where the actor playing Kay Harker came and talked about what, what fun it was to fly and go I small? Oh, my God, Sophie, right, YouTube. I'm putting the link up. Don't worry. Everyone can watch it. It's really exciting. But, yes, a million pounds. I remember that figure being bandied around and just thinking that was absolutely unimaginably huge amounts of cash. It was. And they sploshed it um, largely, I think, on the, the special effects because there's yes. animation woven in which when you watch it now yes okay may when you seem watch a little <laughs> naive yes but at nice the time word. it just doesn't because I no. think when you're little your concept of reality is just much more fluid and Absolutely. watery isn't it yeah, so, good point. so stepping inside a picture you kind of feel like well I could probs step inside my television maybe <laughs> yes um, if I really thought hard enough it could happen yeah so the, in this particular scene Kay Harker needs to travel somewhere very fast so first he he goes tiny. That's right. And he's a wandering through the drains, the sewer system. That's right. And he encounters in the drains a skating mouse. Aww. A mouse who is ice skating. And I think, firstly, for little kids, when you're really tiny, you like tiny things. Yes, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Like well, tiny dolls' houses sets. and, yeah. Why exactly. is that? Is it because we're already tiny and it's nice that there's something tiny in And the us? world feels so big and scary that maybe it's a comfort thing that... Oh. 
You, you have more control, more dominion over tiny things than you do over the rest of the world, which is huge and out of your control. God, I'm such a good psychologist. I should probably do it for a job. Dominion over <laughs> tiny things. So he finds his... And the mouse... I mean, the mouse is ice skating. It's a man dressed as a mouse, sure. I, know, I don't know but why I asked you to qualify. It it's just great. <laughs> and he's got his hands behind his back in the old-fashioned oh, right. way. And has he got a little scarf on? I feel like he has. He does have a yeah, little yeah, yeah. scarf on. And here's another good thing about the scene. <laughs> the mouse says, um, hello, Kay. And Kay says, very confidently, hello, mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mouse. Mouse, you know these underground alleyways. Could I get to a pub called the Prince Rupert Arms from here? Why, yes, but it's a bit of a pair adventure. There are some very terrible fellows between here and there. But I must get there quickly. By 11 o'clock, and it's almost that now. Won't you show me the way? Oh, don't ask me. Please don't ask me. There's too much danger in it. Hold tight to my hand, Mouse. And if we're threatened, I'll find a way. Kay needs to navigate this underground sewage system yep. in order to go and spy on the baddie who we must talk about. Oh, my gosh. The mouse knows the way of the system, yeah. but is scared. He knows there are rats down he there. He knows that there it's are a pirate dude. rats. Right. Not just rats. <laughs> but do you know who the key pirate rat is played by? Oh, go on, remind me. Are you ready? Nick Berry. Stop! <laughs> That's right, <laughs> stubbly Nick Berry. <laughs> it's like it's With like so the rat nice. teeth. Exactly, he's actually very good as a Cockney pirate yep. rat. Yeah, so yeah. then they they go swift, so they're already small, and then they fly past the rats. Yep. Oh no! And there's there's much commotion, and eventually end up spying on Abner Brown. <sighs> right, talk to me about him. He's the most perfect villain I think in, in televisual history. He doesn't camp it up. It's almost camp, but it's yeah. not. And the name oh, is so Robert Stevens. It's, um, it's Robert Stevens. Yeah. It's and one of our finest, frankly. He he, he, I, I did actually see him once I saw him play King Lear before Whoa. before he's he's now no, no longer with us, but it was one of the most you know, sort of, it was like G-force. I was experiencing G-force from the, the strength of his performance. It was amazing. But did you honestly, in the first couple of minutes, have to think it's not Abner Brown? A, a little bit, although he'll be obviously King Lear is like big and beardy and looks a bit like Santa. Oh, true. Uh, like a sad Santa. But um, no, obviously Abner Brown. So Stevens in this is like, he has ink black hair, doesn't he? Like ink properly, black. you can't get a darker shade of black. And They've is it really dyed black. I'm remembering it as Yeah, I think creamed. so. Mm. And the character, so in order to pass among... Society, he's a vicar, right? So, he's, so good. There's nothing more frightening than a vicar you can't trust. I mean, right? <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> I mean, in fiction, obviously, in reality, that's actually terrifying. But um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, uns, uns, sort of unsettling disguise that he goes about the place being this sort of slightly obsequious vicar when really he's like actual Satan. Yeah, he really is. Mm. And apparently when they asked him if he wanted to play Abner Brown, he said he would do it for free. Oh, and and, and there's, yes. a, like, there's a relish in the way that he plays. Mm. Also, this is a slightly niche thing, mm. but I have a slight kind of ASMR reaction to the way that he pronounces his plosives, his P's. Oh. There's like, they're really wet. <laughs> so when he pronounces P's and P's, he's like... What I wouldn't do to that boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I like that. Can you just really do it one more time? <laughs> that boy. <laughs> he <The> really. Box. 
<laughs> he relishes his vowels your, and, and his consonants, sorry, he does. He really, They punch forth, don't they? They do. And where is the box? As for the boy, that interfering, overreaching boy, reporting to the police, talking on telephones. <laughs> what I won't do to that boy. And I feel like we should mention the names here of his his sidekicks. Yep. Chubby Joe and Foxy Face Charles. Mm. And, and is it Pouncer, the woman? She called Pouncer. Yes, I think she How is. would he say that, Sophie? <laughs> Pouncer. <laughs> <laughs> and the casting yeah. is phenomenal. It like, is really Foxy good. Foxy Face Joe, he does look like an actual They fox. have found people Foxy who look Jones. like evil animals. Absolutely brilliant. And then the other astonishing thing about Box of Delights and even watched as an adult today is the, the animal imagery. So, for instance, with Foxy Face Charles, yeah. the first time he meets him, there's a really quick flash on the train where suddenly you see the face of an actual fox and then it flashes back really to him. Really good. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. like, so kind of ahead of its time. It is, it creepy. is. It really because it does. It, those are, that's a real horror trope, isn't it? Like a, a brief face in a window, but your brain yeah. doesn't have long enough to really register it, so you're not sure if you actually did see it. And it's, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant trick to make you go, oh, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And then and this sort of visual language of Jungian archetypes, you know, <laughs> isn't the wolf supposed to be our shadow self? Yeah, the wolves are running. So Cole Hawlins is the funny old man he meets on the train. And he's this incredibly, he seems like a very spiritual presence. He's very zen. He's very calm. He talks to Kay like he knows him. And not in a way that seems threatening or creepy, just in a sort of like a, oh, you already seem to know me. OK. And Kay's a little bit suspicious of him, but he entrusts Kay with this box after a very brief acquaintance. Mm. But th th so this is Patrick Troughton. Have I got the right Troughton? I always get my Troughtons mixed up. Patrick Troughton's cold. It is, Hall, it is. It? And because he was an early doctor, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he is so, I mean, he's very Father Christmas. He's very beard, big coats. He sort of looks like... Um, Silvery, benign. Yeah, mm. like, a, like a lovely drawing of a... Of, 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 if Father Christmas wasn't in red, he just looks lovely and, and his beard, approachable. And his beard has that sort of Victorian texture. Yeah. It's like a wavy, shiny <laughs> yes, beard. Yes. Yeah. It's like they've sort of done a wave and set on it. It's lovely. Um, so, so he is... The absolute, the other end of the seesaw to evil Abner Brown is, is this incredibly lovely, glowing, warm presence of of, of, of Cole Hawlings. Although, let's just point out at this point that Cole Hawlings, one of his side jobs is as a Punch and Judy man, which is terrifying. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> no, it is. It is terrifying. <laughs> and that's how he kind of ends up coming back to the house, isn't it? Doesn't he end up doing a Punch and Judy show at Aunt Louise's house? He does. He does. Yeah, and also, right. th this idea of trust as well that you mentioned, and it's sort of, it is that sort of nostalgia for Oh, don't even start us on the olden days. But you know when when <laughs> which he, were better? Move on. Obs. Uh, when Kay first meets him, he says to Aunt Louisa, "Can we just give that man a lift?" Yes, exactly. Yeah, fine. Go sure. for it. Should we have him in. over to our house? Do a Punch and Judy show? Why not? Yes, exactly. It's it's, it's, a, it's a whole other world, isn't it? Um, but this is again one of those stories where somehow. The adult seems to have to be taken away to go. So, so she, doesn't she have to go and visit a sick relative? Aunt Louisa has to go away. Yeah. And obviously the children are fine on their own. There's a cleaner, a housekeeper or something, but she's not really paying them attention. The best stories when you were a kid are the ones where the kids just sort of have to do it themselves because there's no grown-ups there to protect them. Exactly. Fun fact go that on. you, I'm sure, already know. Yeah. But you know how the, the, the snow in Box of Delights is incredible and obviously 
real. Yeah. And it, and it was it was in Aberdeenshire. I oh, think. did they go to Scotland? And there were, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. 12 foot drifts. It was impressive And they almost couldn't, snow. couldn't film it. And it's some of the loveliest snow on telly, it I think. It is beautiful. And just like gorgeous light. It's yeah. really Christmas yes, card actually, perfect. The light's only like that when there's real snow on the ground. Right. Sorry, just looking through, I'm just, this is the laziest podcast on the pod waves. <laughs> is that a thing? But I'd forgotten, and I've just been reminded, that Pouncer was played by Patricia Quinn, who Pouncer. is obviously from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. She is... Wait, who is she? Who's the woman who dresses like a waitress? Oh, God, this, no. this is the most forgetful podcast. She's not <laughs> she the waitress is. woman with she, the curls well, and the makeup. What's her name? Wow. It's not... No, not his... What's his name? <laughs> oh, God, I'm no, going to have to click on Patricia like Magdalena. It's something a bit more exotic. What's her blooming name? Look, there she is. Can I just do a quick pouncer with the P? Yeah, go on. Pouncer. <laughs> Now, oh, she's Northern Irish. I had no idea. No idea. She was magenta. That's it. Yeah, she's she's Richard O'Brien's sister in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, there you go. Who knew? Well, I did. From cult, out... cult TV to <laughs> cult movie. That's where we'll have to leave Sophie in the Box of Delights for today. But come back and join us tomorrow for part two of our chat. And happy Christmas. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye.